Interest rates uh, will, in all likelihood, go up again today. Uh, the expectation from economists is another 25 basis points, which would take the rate to 3.6%. Dr Susan Stone is the economics chair at UniSA, the credit union SA economics chair at UniSA. Dr Stone, good morning to you. Good morning, David. Good morning, Will. So it seems like an inevitability today, doesn't it, Dr Stone? Tenth in a row, and that'll make it a record, will it not? Well, it'll make it, uh, yeah, record rate increase, but um, we still haven't reached anywhere near the record highs. Uh, 3.6, it is a 10-year high, but long-term interest rates average closer to 3.8, so there's still a bit of room there, too. Plenty of our listeners can remember the recession we had to have as well, <laughs> yeah. when they were paying up to 18, 19, 20%. So in relative terms, it's obviously nowhere near like that, even though house prices have increased massively in the in the 30-odd years since that happened. That's right. That's right. And, um, and interestingly, in South Australia here, um, more recently, the average size of a mortgage or the average loan size for South Australian households have been increasing. And it's really increasing at a pace um, faster than anywhere else in Australia. History would say that when the inflation genie gets out of the bottle, um, it, it's pretty, it's it really difficult, if not impossible, to avoid a recession as you uh, as you try and slow the economy down. How how confident are you that we'll have this soft landing phenomenon this time round, where we can get inflation back between the target band of two to three percent and not send the economy into recession? Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in the sense that there's a couple of factors working in Australia's favor. Once um, wages are remaining soft, and while that's not great news for workers, it is good news in terms of inflation because there isn't that cost pressure, which is, for most businesses, that's the majority of their costs are, are their workers. And so if those wage pressures aren't full on, that gives them some room in order to not raise prices um, again. The other good news for Australia is we sell a lot of uh, our goods overseas, and the demand for those goods, like minerals and agriculture, tend to be recession-proof. People need those goods regardless. So those markets tend to stay strong, those industries tend to remain strong, and those, um, and those workers will continue to, you know, there'll be jobs, there'll be pay, and those businesses will continue to do well. So those two are trends that Australia has in its favor that we have here, and we have those those trends here in South Australia as well. So um, I'm fairly confident that we won't hit uh, a recession coming out of this, but there definitely will be a slowdown. One thing I can't understand, Dr. Stone, and maybe in a media sense, your perceptions are shaped by the company you keep because the 5AA (laughs) audience is very, very broad. You know, we got a lot of people in the burbs, We've got a lot of people in the outer suburbs. We've got a, little, a lot of listeners in uh, places like Elizabeth and Nalunga. We've also got a lot of listeners in regional SA. Right. But it, but it feels to me like our listeners are really getting the point. I mean, I was talking the other day about how I paid $9.50 for a packet of snow peas. And so many people were texting and calling with their own experiences of how they're being belted at the moment with little indicators like the snow pea pack pointing to a real surge in cost that is affecting behaviour where you go, well, that's it, I'm not buying the snow peas for my kids' lunchbox. My question to you is, who, who's still spending the money? Because it feels like our listeners aren't. 
Um, I, I, you know, the statistics for South Australia show that um, consumer spending has been high, but in the la- it has started to taper off. As a matter of fact, um, SA's household spending decreased in the last month more than any other state. So right. I, I, t- I tend mm. to think there's a bit of a lag with South Australia. South Australia doesn't tend to, to experience the highs and lows of some of the other states, especially on the eastern seaboard. Um, but uh, but because because housing prices have have kind of they've only just started to now soften in South Australia. So I think that there was this sense of continued wealth even in this even in the face of rising prices. So that there are some people that are continuing to spend. But as I was saying before, um, especially for for um, families with dependent children, they're the ones that hold the bulk of mortgages in South Australia. You know they're going to start to see that that's going to be tight on them. So those those families will have been seeing a um, taking a bit of a bite on their spending and seeing it really tough, having to deal with increasing mortgages as well as increasing food prices. Dr. Stone, does it surprise you that the entire conversation around controlling inflation in Australia at the moment seems to be around monetary policy, what the Reserve Bank can do with the blunt um, instrument of interest rates? Very little debate around fiscal policy and what the federal government can do to try and suck some money out of of circulation. Yeah, but um, it tends to be... I know um, monetary policy is getting... a bit of a bad rap, but it tends to, it does tend to be effective and it tends to be more effective because fiscal policy um, can try to influence the way people spend, but monetary policy can take money out of circulation. They just make it more expensive. And that, and that's, so it is, even though it seems to be taking some time, it is more effective Mm. and it does, it does have a much more direct impact. This is, inflation's a problem with it's a money problem, right? It's it's either too much goods in circulation or costs going up, or but it's basically something that comes from money. And monetary policy is the most direct link to affecting money, and so that's why they tend to go that way. And in the past, it does it it is effective. It's it's a it's just this transition that we have to go through to kind of get get to the end. That's painful. Hmm. Great analysis, as always. Dr. Susan Stone explaining something that often seems quite impenetrable. uh, (laughs) The Credit Union SA Economics Chair at UniSA. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.